Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Ace Samples, mixed martial artist, boxing, grappling connoisseur, and all-around tough guy. He's made a mark on the BKFC and wants to continue his success this weekend as he takes on Derek Perez in an undercard bout at BKFC 52. Enjoy the interview, because I know you're going to enjoy the fight. And as always, have fun, get rowdy, and listen to the Bare Knuckle Pod. Mr. Samuel Samples, how you doing, my man? Doing good, bro. How are you? I'm doing well. So you've got a fight coming up. Is it this Friday? Yes, sir. This Friday, Columbia, South Carolina. We'll be uh, we'll be putting Derek Perez to sleep. I'm excited. I, I, you know, I was I was sad your last fight didn't go all the way. Um, with the stoppage, you looked you looked like you were pretty strong there. Yeah, man, felt great going into the Fitzgerald fight. You know, that was a weight class above what I uh, I compete at. I'm I'm a 135 naturally. Um, that was the first time in the BKFC for me. I took it at a weight I knew I could easily maintain, which was 145. And, uh, you know, when I first they first sent me the matchup for Glendale, I was like, damn, this guy's got tall. I mean, he's like six foot four, got like a 74 inch reach. And I'm five foot eight with like a 67 inch reach. And I really, I didn't think too much and too far into it until the, when the bell rang, I was like, damn, this guy's long. Right, right. It was uh, it, it was it was a good little war though. I mean, I I, I say this every time it's brought back up, but uh, mad props to Futrell, man, because I hit him with some shots and he uh he just drained and maintained and got back up. Yeah, yeah. He uh, I was I was I was bummed. I mean, you tell he wanted to go for sure. Yeah, he, uh, his shoulder. That shoulder. That's uh, tough. Yeah, I, I threw a I threw an overhand right at him. Uh, I believe second round and you know, I, I train a lot in Filipino Kusho. So there's, there's certain nerves and spots you can land a shot as much as that one was like an accidental shot. Uh, yeah. I know when I landed it, where it landed at. And uh, so I, I guess to a lot of people, it was kind of a shock that his shoulder was not doing well. But for me, it was, it was one of those, like I knew it was going to catch up to him. Well, you could tell, I mean, that, that shoulder was getting red. Um, I, I just kind of went back and even watched it a little bit more, uh, and you could you could tell that shoulder was getting beat up. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, so, man, so tell me, how'd you get into uh, mixed martial arts? Oh, let's see, man, I, I've uh, I've been somebody that's uh, kind of battled depression and mental health my whole life, and just finding an outlet that I could really pour my heart into, and then on days I'm having a bad day, just getting there with some of my best friends and just just getting down uh really just kind of relieves all that for me for the last let's say 15 16 years that's just been my it's been my lifestyle that's that's what i live by it's um my best friend paul just came back out here from california and that's who i basically started everything with and you know we were just in a little hole in the wall place in jefferson uh had really honestly truthfully having very little training not knowing what the hell we were doing we were down in confidence to just travel every weekend to a different gym or place and just go in and spar and you know over time it just, it just spoke that shit into existence it just become a, a hobby then it become a lifestyle and now you know it's a career so but once i stepped away and retired i really didn't see myself getting back into yeah again it's uh <clears throat> it takes a toll on your body it takes a toll on you mentally and you know your family your friends they all see what you go through but i was cornering brandon bouchard in myrtle beach and andy hall uh come up to me and was like man you can't I, you wouldn't believe any people have asked me how i got you on a card and i just kept saying well you didn't <laughs> and, uh, 
as I as I walked <laughs> around the environment, I just noticed people remember me or know who I am just uh -huh. my past. And I was like, ah, you know, shit, we'll give it a shot. We'll do it once. But once yeah. I actually in the back with Brandon, I I don't know. I just I missed it. What I knew just made me have so much comfort, and that's just honestly towing the line with somebody and getting down. Awesome. So, so you would travel around? I mean, how the heck would you do that? <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and Paul laugh about that all the time. He's actually with me now. We uh, we would literally, man, like we we both had like I guess you would call them day jobs. We basically would help somebody in construction just enough to get our our dinner yeah. up and some gas money. But we would seriously from like Monday to Friday just ask people or do small jobs just to get enough fuel and hotel to uh at the time we had this older gentleman his name was bobby he had no idea what he was doing with fighting but he had a car and uh he was like yeah if you guys will try this i'll take you wherever you want to go so we would just go to random hole in the wall gyms or reach out to just promotions and pitch our <laughs> our twenty dollars here and twenty dollars there together oh and drive That's down. yeah man because at the time it's, it's crazy how far martial arts has evolved because Back then, there wasn't really like a sanctioning body. There wasn't like a lot of rules. So, I mean, we'd go into like a little smoker kickboxing tournament somewhere and, you know, kickbox two or three times in a day, which is stupid as hell, but <laughs> extremely, uh, I guess, good path to take to be tough enough to be able to survive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy really thinking back on it. There's, there's no telling <laughs> how many people I actually have fought, uh, over 15 years, but, I mean, looking at my record, you would think it was only a handful of times. Like, I know I read a report that said uh, that Derek Perez is uh, the more experienced fighter going into this fight. And I, as soon as I seen that, I just kind of just kind of laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, <laughs> a little yeah. smirk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you 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 lack in that world of uh, the amount of times you've stood toe toe with somebody. Because I mean, I I shit, bro. I grew up country. I live in the country. I we we would fight on a dirt road that was near my high school for the hell of it like honestly like we would leave our parking lot at the high school it'd be 20 or 30 of us and half the student body would block off one way of the dirt road the other ones would go the other way it's like all orchestrated and we would just meet up in the middle of dirt road and fucking get down until the police came and to dip out so like it's, uh, i've always been the little guy that was okay with getting in there and fighting whoever wherever whenever and it's crazy now looking at it that you know friday night i'm gonna step on a stage that's worldwide that's in a coliseum that's massive and um just keep climbing my ladder heck yeah so would you find out about this like word of mouth and go from in one state or one place to another place or like how would you find out about like events and fights and uh like i, I don't even know if it was uh it like, sounds like a circus like you're just it, <laughs> yeah it really was it was like a circus like uh, i don't even hell we might have even had myspace at the time if i'm being honest about it. i don't even know like yeah yeah uh, well, that's what i was thinking like now it's on your phone but like honestly it got to the point with me and paul where there were so many people in the jefferson area that were just starting to follow ufc that that's just kind of how everybody knew us like we would yeah we would run through town and then so-and-so would be like, oh, well, this guy, you know, he's 43-0 and 0 in the streets and da-da-da-da. And it's like, all right, sweet. We need some sparring partners. So they would just kind of either come to the gym or somebody would be like, hey, they're doing a small sign-up and tough man contest over here. And we would just, I don't know, like having no idea, we would just pull up with our fucking academy shorts and Reeboks and get down like <laughs> – I remember literally wrapping my own hands multiple times. Like 
it's it's insane, man. We've we've been around for so long that uh, when I when I do read things like the reporter saying Perez was the more experienced fighter, for one, he couldn't even spell my name correctly. So that, that immediately was like, a, well, you obviously don't know who I am. And then I read the statement of Perez being the more experienced fighter. And I was like, oh, you're definitely left field for, uh, yeah. but okay. You know, if he doesn't know who I am now, he'll know Friday. Yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. For sure. Um, But I, I just, so was it all MMA or was it also, no, uh, bro, we had no idea. Like, oh, okay. We, okay. We yeah. Walk in there and just get into a wrestling match with somebody, or maybe like a, oh, no, man, like I, I don't strike. I just want to grapple real quick. And Paul would run up and just submit them quickly, or uh, okay. hey, do a box, oh, let's do a boxing round. Let's do a kickboxing round. It was just what we consider good sparring now as a professional was basically the mantra that we had, but people just did. I don't know why, but people just hated that, that we would just be okay with it like that <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome i mean if i just know you know is what the hell we're doing like where we're at and then i met kevin miles and mark miles and they actually put us onto the amateur circuit of things and uh really man like just ran through and wrecked that shit too and it just i don't know once you become a professional though like once you get that first contract it's uh i think it kind of seems surreal like me and paul were talking earlier today and it's like and everybody kind of gets their feet wet they're like they're doing there but they're really just kind of bitch up or get scared like they're, they're like oh that's fun but it was terrifying or i don't really know about this or oh the money's not worth it and for me it's always been like a release and a mental health thing so it's not really it's not really the money uh as much as it is the emotions and the lifestyle but now it's at the point where like i have to devote so much time to the level that I'm on, that it has to become a, a business plan. It has to become sure. a, more than just like, I'm going out here to have fun. Like, you know, I, I have kids to come home. I, I want to be able to look at like this weekend, me and my girlfriend, Aaron, we, uh, in my brain and, you know, in my body and what I believe is going to be the truth is I, I'm going to start Derek early on. I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to be able to see. Um, but we wake up Friday morning and we leave for Greenville and we're at the country music festival Saturday and Sunday. So, on top of everything, I don't need her being emotional looking at me because I'm all stitched up and fucking beat up or yeah. hell unexpectedly. But I'm trying to see fucking Travis Tripp and Brooks and Dunn on stage. On I'm trying to I've listened to these guys my whole life as I would head to fucking work in my just country mindset. And uh, I'd be pretty pissed if this motherfucker punches me and I can't see him. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you're gonna fight friday and then just ball out yeah, saturday the country music festival is supposed to be friday it starts friday and it's gonna be friday saturday and sunday and i had bought our rv pass and tickets for this before my fight was even scheduled so when the fight offer come in i was immediately like hell yeah let's oh, crap. let's run that and then yeah. i was, oh shit <laughs> sorry Derek. like i gotta i got shit to do bro like um Make a choice of which round it is that you're you're stepping away because I I got to get to Greenville. Right. <laughs> I have some country shit to go take care of before I get back to my hunting and fishing lifestyle ones on my home. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. That's great. How long have you been retired? Uh, I took about five years off, man. Uh, oh, I say wow. off. I say off. Uh, I took five years off from competition. You know, I, I, I still I'm in the gym daily. Always have been. Uh, I own a youth wrestling academy, so we travel the country regularly. And you know, I've got I've got an abundance of kids that uh, that I teach three days out of the week that are just dogs, man. Like they are, 
these the youth of America right now is very uh, soft, so to speak. Sure. Uh, sure. Kids that are in my academy are the farthest thing from that. They, and I have one kid, Ross Branch. Um, if you don't know his name now because he's only eleven, you'll know him in due time. He, I took him for eleven weekends straight on a national circuit, and um, Ross had, I think, out of like. 50 something matches total he only give up five total wrestling points you said he's 11 oh yeah bro uh absolute dog like uh you can find him he's got some tiktok videos if you guys go on my facebook or anything like that you'll see videos of him he's like my mini me like this kid weighs 70 pounds 11 years old and uh every day after practice he'll toe the line with me we'll shake hands and i'll wrestle him like a grown-ass man like (laughs) he will uh he'll emotionally become attached to defeating me at all costs no matter what and that's what i think a lot of people don't understand when they when they tell the line with me is like there's not failure giving up backing away that's that's just not an option like uh i've beat sue i'm a suicide survivor two times over i beat the biggest fear of my life which is me and myself and uh my kids have that same mantra and, and attitude there's there's no breaking us man i beat that shit i'm proud of it now i'm on a world stage where i can uh, reach out and save others and i can i can talk about it openly it doesn't make me emotional it's a I still have my days now where you know I'm, i may just uh sit down and just need Aaron to fucking hold me so i can cry but i have other days where i can touch hundreds of thousands of lives on the stage that i'm given by Mr. Feldman and BKFC. So for me, it's, I'm exactly where God wanted me to be. Uh, I'm, uh, I defeated my biggest demon in myself. And now I'm on a world stage to where I can, I can reach out and save others and, you know, kind of bring a little bit closer to the Bible because I sin and fall short of the glory of God every single day. But that doesn't mean that I can't try and turn somebody else's mindset around. Dude, that's awesome. That's, that's a, that's a calling right there. Yeah, it really is. So you're ready for this Friday? I mean, you said you were down. You you you'd cut weight, and you're 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 good to go. Oh yeah, bro. I'm I'm uh, I'm probably only you know seven pounds out right now. Feel great. Um, you know, camp was a breeze. Paul's out here. It's one of the biggest things I was missing for the longest time in my career. When when Paul moved to Paul actually was I met him here in Georgia. He moved away to uh, L.A. to pursue his career even further, and met a lot of great people. Made some awesome connections and. Uh, Paul himself is a little bit more experienced than I am in MMA, and it's uh, we'll have him on a, a prospect or maybe a main card pretty soon. And anybody that doesn't follow Paul now, that's a one thirty five, or you need to go ahead and find him, look at him up, and do your homework because Paul's right behind me. We uh, we joke all the time that you know I'm at a certain point of the ladder, and when I get to the top and I, I have the belt, I, I know and I've accomplished everything that I want to accomplish. I want to turn my life into slowdown mode, you know, build my family, build my gym even larger. Uh, I plan on just absolutely handing Paul the title and him taking the reins. That's uh, he's, he's, you guys will see in due time. Yeah, yeah. Everybody will know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for the prospect stuff. Cause I think it'll, you know, some guys get in there and I just don't think they were ready. No, bro. They're, they're just not like, and that's where um, I personally feel like Paul shouldn't even have to hit the prospect show. Yeah, yeah. Because of what I know about him, and I understand everybody has to have their own opinion for him. But we're talking about somebody that wakes up at five a.m., runs six miles, uh, can out cardio anybody that I know. Uh, Joe Elmore brought me and him both in to finish up Joe's camp, and it's just I don't know. Paul's just he, he's a different kind of uh, animal. He's long, he's lengthy, he's got more cardio than anybody I've ever met. He's actually fighting uh, in Long Beach. Yeah, fighting in Long Beach November 11th. So I'll be flying out to LA 
to corner him out there. Um, and then we'll be making our way back out here to really just get things started. I have a huge support system in my hometown. Um, everybody else in the BKFC world knows that it's Mad Cow, Georgia. It's Madison County. But uh, all us country folk call it Mad Cow. But uh, <laughs> we're, uh, I don't know what it is that I got to do, but I, we really want to launch a um, like our own inside of my facility, have a BKFC team because uh, i've got just an abundance of just young motivated country kids and yeah that are on mental health and some of them that just need uh you know some guidance that are cornbread fed and dog ready like they really are so well, that it's long. kind of a different sport i mean it's different than boxing it's it's different than grappling all that so i mean i feel like a dedicated gym to it would be yeah i really think would so. be sick it's so much different it's not like you just said it perfectly it's not anything else and you know, we have a lot of people that, uh, a lot of MMA guys that kind of, I wouldn't say shun or look down on BKFC, but I don't really know why. They're like, well, why is everybody turning over to BKFC? It's a faster paced fight. It's a fight. For me, it's a dog fight. It's, uh, oh, yeah. like you can't, you can't. I, I told, uh, <laughs> I told Chris Liddell in my pre fight interview for my debut, I was like, look, man, I'm the kind of guy that's gonna, I'm gonna eat one and I'm gonna give five. <laughs> feel my mentality but uh with glendale it took me like three solid rounds to grow the nuts to be like fuck it i'm gonna eat this jab and like, piece him up and, uh -huh. bro when he hit me with that jab i was immediately like all right that might not be the best game plan because that was a bare ass knuckle and that shit hurt like yeah even in the adrenaline moments it, but then i find myself when it lands smiling and being like hell yeah you just woke me up that that, that brought me alive uh-huh there's a lot there's a lot of different things about BKFC that really is intriguing. Um, the fact that it's a fight is one thing. The two minute rounds is one thing, but I really love that we're right in front of one another when the when the bell rings. It's like, oh yeah, you're straight up. Yeah, man, you're right there. It's like having an altercation moment in public, or like, you know, because where you're in the cage, you may be, you know, shit. You may be in like a thirty foot cage. You may be. Yeah. Like a massive, or you may be like me and Paul, where you're in like a 16 foot enclosed environment. Like you're, you're that far away, but you can't look at it like, all right, I got six steps till I get to the middle, or I'm gonna circle, or I'm gonna run at this guy, or the the whistle blows, and it's almost like somebody looked at you and was like, "Yo, uh, your mom's a hoe," and you're bam, you're in there, <laughs> fighting immediately. And that's, I don't know, I I, I hate to say it, but it's, uh, I was just telling Aaron away out here, I was like, I I get into a very uh, joyous demonic mindset of like. Uh, I hope my referee does his job. If not, you know, I pray for Dick's family because when it's time to go, it's uh, it's really hard for me to turn that switch back off. Like I, yeah. I normally find myself in the locker room afterwards, sitting in a cold shower or just in a corner, kind of crying because I get so emotionally attached to this man's trying to hurt me. Like yeah. I, I have a career at home. I have kids. I have a beautiful girlfriend. I have friends. I, I shit. This time I have a country music festival to go to, but uh, I'm. I, when I get back home, bro, it's deer hunting season. Like it's uh -huh. season starting Saturday. So Heck yeah. I need to be able to look through a scope and pull a trigger. And I just, <laughs> I got to get this shit out the way. Cause I have things back at home that I really want to do. And that Derek's just kind of, he's my little bit of a threat right now. It's like, no, it, I'm not worried about him defeating me. I don't think that's possible. I'm not worried about him beating me up. I'm worried about myself making a mistake and getting caught or clipped. And having to fight through that to come back to win and then come home and be like, damn it. I can't shoot that deer. Cause I can't look through this scope. Right. 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 Do you think there's any, uh, do you have any, uh, like, I don't know, strategy on kind of going straight forward, you know, 
off the knuckle up or, you know, just kind of, you know, letting him come a little forward or, cause you've seen, uh, you've seen some guys just like bull, like bull rush, you know, um, off of it. I, I mean, you don't see that very often, but I wonder why it's not used more often sometimes, but. I think a lot of those guys uh, that just kind of bull rush in, they're they're a little bit fearful of the fight. I think yeah. they need to do that for their masculinity. Um, sometimes it's a good game plan. Sometimes it's not. Uh, uh-huh. Like Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo. Uh, sometimes you can really envision how you can defensively knock someone out. I am a, a student of Filipino Kusho, and my instructor, Master Greg Blassingame, has told me since you know I was very, very young, You, I don't dictate how I'm finished this fight. His body will tell me. Um, like in the moment, having the, the comfort and control and experience and knowledge that I don't know how this fight will start. I just know how I'm going to finish it. I don't know what that point will come. It may come first round, second round, third round, fourth round. I don't know at what point it'll come, but I know, I know in my heart, in my soul and in myself that I am the more experienced fighter. I, I am much more knowledgeable. My footwork, if you ever watch me fight, my footwork is what I'm phenomenal i feel like my footwork is untouchable at 135 pounds i move completely different i can fight just as good orthodox as i can southpaw i have just the right amount of power in left hand and right hand my combinations i've always if i threw one two three two a hundred times orthodox i did it a hundred times southpaw right after that so like (laughs) there is never a moment where if you watch any of my fights and you and your camp decide all right this is what ace does you're fucking up uh-huh. It, 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 that'll never be who I am when I fight you in that moment. It'll never be that way ever, ever. I'm not somebody that you can say, well, when he does this, this is what I'm going to do because it's, I promise you, if you watch a video and you find a mistake in me in the previous fight, I've already found that mistake. So is my team and my partners and we've already corrected it. So don't, don't ever judge what you think you're capable of doing to me based off of my previous outing. It's, it's not yeah. a thing. I, I'm, I'm different. I'm going to go with the flow of the fight. And as those small openings present themselves and those opportunities come, then, yeah. I mean, there's a few shots I know that uh, I, I will know seconds ahead of time what I should throw if Derek starts having the same tendencies. Uh-huh. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of studying with him. And I know there are a few things that if he, if he makes the simple mistake he's made previously in these exact moments – I'll, I'll put him down. I, I don't think he, I think I hit just as hard, if not harder than anybody at 135 pounds. Yeah. Once I land, he'll, uh, if he can get up inside of the eight to 10 count, then he will stay on his heels the remainder of the fight. He won't come forward and fight me like he did his debut. That won't happen. He'll go to sleep quick. Okay. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. I like watching the, uh, you, you know, the smaller weight classes are they're they're exciting, you know. The the it's fast paced. Um, usually, everybody's cardio is pretty good. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Um, so, you know, you were you talked about traveling all around when you were younger, uh, fighting and everything. Did you any crazy injuries or anything? Oh, bro, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul's come out pretty unscathed from our career. Um, I. Have had my forehead, both orbitals and nose reconstructed. Uh, yell in both knees. My right hand's been pretty beat up, broken, banged up. Like, uh, for instance, when they asked for my fist size, my left hand is still pretty normal. Um, always landed pretty clean and flush with it. I would say it's probably like 27 inches around, relatively somewhere around in there. My right hand, on the other hand, 
it's like 34. Like it's no uh, way. I have a, a Thor's hammer on my right. Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of people don't know that because the last That's insane. I, had, I have to wear a small glove on my left hand and I have to wear a large glove on my right hand. And it always fucks up the commission because I have to be like, no, bro, look, like uh, I understand I have short fingers, but my fist is my right hand covers my entire face, cheekbone to cheekbone. Uh, like I can't see if I stick my right fist over my face. So it's, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I'm currently doing that. And I'm like, I can see like, yeah, like my left <laughs> hand, right now, I'm sitting in Joe's front yard, right? Leave. Like, I, put, I put my left hand, my middle knuckle on my nose. I can clearly see my girlfriend in the passenger seat, Joe's yeah. boat with his face on it in front of me and the road to the left of me. I stick my right hand on my face and I see black. Like it's That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. There's that, that big of a discrepancy. Yeah, I'll send you a uh, when we get off here, I'll uh, I'll shoot you over a picture of the difference in the two of you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks a lot of that. That's awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to see you this Friday, and I hope you make it to your concert and I hope you do it with a W. Oh. Um, and you can see everything. That is the game plan, bro. That is <laughs> we're going regardless. I might just have to listen to him, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> the be- that's that's the I mean, that's the best story of the uh, of BKFC, what is it? Fifty-two. I fought on fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I fought on forty-two. And now I'm fighting on fifty-two. Uh, you know, hopefully when sixty-two rolls around, I'll be uh, at that number one contendership spot or, or close to it. And you know, I'm really excited to watch Reggie and Keith. Um, I'm really excited for that fight, man. I, I I think the world of both of them. I followed both of them for a really long time. Keith is a fucking dog, like. He really is, but Reggie is very fast and fluent, and uh, you know I I respect both of them. Uh, yeah, the world of both of them, they're gonna have a hell of a fight, and uh, I believe you know Reber Ryan Reber's right there, a little bit behind them. Uh, I don't know where I fall in line. I just know that uh, Friday night I make a statement, and I just I just needed to be known that I'm on the way. Like don't 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 overlook me. Don't forget about me. Just know that uh, when you lay down, you think about your ladder of success or how long you can hold a title. Just know there's a there's a tiny country brown boy right behind you. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. I hope you uh, climb the ladder and, and we get to see you at that top spot. 